to life. It's time to make money, it's time to take flight. Uh, yeah, spread us your life, faders and tailors. This pigs feel right, yeah. Uh, it's four guys trying to get the back. What is up, everybody? Welcome back, Better's Delight. Another week down, and arguably, overall, I'd say probably the worst week for everybody on the podcast. Not a not a winning record uh, on here. I mean, you would say that uh, Bovada Sportsbook definitely made out this week. There was there was no doubt about it. There it was it was a rough slate, pretty much for everybody. I think honestly, the best win of the week came came from you, Matt. The the very hallowed Meat Bowl and Genoa plus two hundred five Meat Bowl champs twenty twenty one. I mean, there was so much value in that pick. I mean. I'm just going to start basing most of my picks off of my food preferences. It just makes sense. It happened. It worked out once and it seems like it should work out for the rest of my life. I mean, that's definitely, it's going to be tough to find more food style teams. So that'll be interesting. Unless you start going like, Oh, well, I'll pick the Hawks because you can eat birds. I mean, you could, I mean, I'll pick any team. You could pick uh, just single player teams. And I mean, that's just cannibalism, but I mean, you can still eat people. Yeah, sure. I guess I guess that works. Cannibalism apparently plays now. Uh, if you if you watch the news, uh, isn't Army Hammer supposedly a cannibal? Isn't that a Twitter thing going on? Supposedly right now, but I, I there's mixed mixed um, reports coming around. But yes, that that seems to be a new celebrity trend. To be a cannibal? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, was there a show about it with um, what's her name, Drew Barrymore on Netflix? No one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But this is what happens when we lose all of our best boys. This is what happens. We don't <laughs> yeah, have I've never I mean, been more lost on a conversation. Let's, let's be honest. Come to me first. <laughs> let's let's be honest. Even with even with Matt's stellar uh, stellar ten and fifteen record overall, um, you know he probably had the best week of everybody with only the two and three record. You know everybody else was. I, I went three and five. Mark. With a rough one and five, and Mike with the two, four, and one of an unbelievable push in that Bills Colts game. Yeah, yeah, we, you guys got you got me scared a little bit, blaming me for taking an under, but uh, it ended up pushing barely. But we'll take it any day of the week. Two and zero oh in the challenges, though, so sole possession leader there. It really is what you get for betting an under. Speaking of of what you get, Mark. You badmouthed McGlodbach uh, oh. and said that Byron was going to roll. What what went wrong? Uh, everything, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. I did. I don't know if you if I, if you listen to my suggestion, Lewandowski was the first to score. So I mean, it was an official pick. I'll brag on that, but that's the only thing I can brag about. And I will say it is tough having all of my picks out there. I've received texts from people <laughs> just making fun of me telling me they faded me, how much money they've made, and that I'm an idiot. It is rough right now. But that's why I'm here this week, to turn it all around. Well, that's and that's what the show's about. It's 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 regrouping and rebounding after a, a very a very miserable week. This, this group in the NFL alone was just... I don't think we hit an NFL game at all outside of the challenge where we split two and two. All outside of that, we were over. Us three had uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and let me tell you what—they looked so bad. They, I would, on, I would honestly say that they looked worse than the Bears. 
Like they did, they did not look like the Seahawks. Maybe it's just because the Seahawks always beat the Eagles' butt every year in the playoffs and late in the season. But like they did, they looked terrible, and I couldn't I, believe. It. And Goff had to come in with the hurt thumb. That was wild. That was a crazy, crazy game. Greg, I, uh, I hope you did that spite bet against us because uh, would have been pretty smart money line. I'm sure. I considered it, but I did not, and I went down with the. Uh, the better's delight ship with Seattle minus oh, three no. and a half. Well, unbelievable mistake by me. Um, but yeah, it, it was it, it everywhere you looked, it was just a minefield for us this week. Except for you know, obviously, uh, college basketball for me because I own the Big Sky as usual. Montana State plus three and a half. They won outright. They won outright by like eight or ten points. I mean, it's just it's too easy. You guys both hit Iowa. One and zero. One and zero there. Mike gets lucky with a Cavs win. Lucky. I did take stop I, that. I did take I did take the head to head though against you two. You guys are so sure of the Nuggets, and Luka Doncic said no, no, we're gonna win outright. It wasn't even a contest. It looked good at halftime. That was another one where I was I was pretty content, and then uh, Luka just went off. And we, well, yeah, the, that the NBA is impossible to track. Like you can't count an NBA as a win, an NBA game as a win until like it literally says all zeros at the end of the game. Because the team could be up 20 at halftime, and you're like, bang, I have this. This is all set. And then they lose, and you're like, what What happened? Yeah, all the time. All the time. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on, the, the two challenges, obviously, you had the Ravens-Titans game, which you guys looked good early, Mark and Matt. Uh, but in, in reality, Lamar Jackson happened, and, and me and Mike kind of cruised to a victory in that game. Yeah, yeah that was that was surprising. I uh, didn't think the Titans were going to lay an egg. I mean, um, Tannehill didn't look too good. I mean, A.J. Brown, though, with that first touchdown, that was big. You know, Ole Miss showing out. Dawson there- Knox also scored a touchdown. Offensive pass interference. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Ole Miss is showing up in the playoffs besides D.K. Metcalf. But it's okay. It's okay. There was a guy who made a big impact for the Titans, and that was Corey Davis. Who could have <laughs> Who could have predicted he got stop, hurt. Stop it. it was, he got hurt in the second half. So what? Who, that still counts as hurt. <laughs> yeah, but who could have predicted zero catches for zero yards? Definitely not me. I definitely didn't say it last week. Um, but, yeah. And then, obviously, the college football playoff where Alabama just ran away with it. They just absolutely demolished Ohio State. Wasn't It was close early, and I thought we, me and Mark had a chance, but uh, that didn't that didn't go well. Can I ask you guys, what, how much of an impact do you think Sermon would have made in that game if he was – obviously, if his injury didn't happen? I honestly don't think it would have really mattered that much. I just think Alabama's more in the league of their own. It would probably be a little bit closer, maybe closer to the line, but I don't know. I don't think it would have mattered at all because of the Southeastern Conference. They oh, do not lose. They're the best division in football. They blew the best football team in the Big Ten out of the water – Ole Miss, there was a stat where oh Ole Miss, when they played Alabama. Wait, wait. Hold on. I know you said this in previous week about – I don't think any of us have ever said the SEC isn't the best conference in the in the nation. That's semantic- that That's also a very solid point. That's semantics. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I, you against me every single week, and everyone knows this. But Ole Miss this year scored more points than Notre Dame and Ohio State come Pretty right. Combined. Well, all right. Ohio State played seven games or eight games. So they so. don't belong there. Should have right. been Ole Miss. <laughs> Ole Miss lost. No, all right. Game. So you lost me in the second half there. You had me in the first half. 
Well, I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. Uh, no one knows that YouTube. I do. I do. I have no. What? Uh, I do. Okay. Great gonna, video. It, probably not a great video. No. Probably not. No, it is but, a great video. Um. Yeah. Sure. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm tired of Ole Miss. I, I don't. I, thank God we're we're heading into to away from college football, so I don't have to hear anymore about John Reese Plumley or. Matt Corral, I'm I'm good you on don't, all of that. You don't want to hear my college hockey pick this week, then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think intramurals count for, for college hockey. It's a D two roller hockey club. Um, they're playing oh Arkansas goodness. State. <laughs> Ole Miss basketball looked good yesterday. They were up like ten with five minutes left. It keeps ha- we, and then they, they were, and then they, they blew up, it and lost they, by ten. They were up <laughs> sixty one to fifty four with five minutes left. They did not score one more point the rest of the game. We keep imploding in ourselves. I don't we stall out. I do not know what's happening. This is not an old miss podcast. <laughs> Better the light, home of the old miss rebels twenty twenty one sports conference. Like just sports uh, conference. Sports team. Un- whatever. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's let's put it behind us. Last week we were all not great. It was just not that good of a week. We, we, we can live with that. We're going to move on. We're going to keep going. And now let's look at college basketball. Let's let's jump into it. Obviously, these games are happening the day the, the show drops Thursday. So, uh, Mike, where are, you, where are you starting in college basketball? Yeah, I'm just going with a quick one. Um, it was Gonzaga Bulldogs, minus 25 and a half. Obviously, they're the best team in the nation with Jalen Suggs and everybody. They're playing Pepperdine. Four and five, they stink. It's a big line, but Gonzaga normally dominates, so I think they should be able to go out there and uh, cover that big spread if they score over a hundred. Normally so, dominates, but this they, they haven't been covering those big numbers lately. Yeah, I they're they're like six five and one this year at the spread, uh, I believe. But uh, I, I like their chances tomorrow. This so game my, is tomorrow. Sorry, I forgot to that, mention that. That actually is also one of my picks. All right, um, I'm going to take the other side. <laughs> the uh, Pepperdine, the Waves this year, are they're averaging only about 68 points, and they're having uh, trouble scoring points this year. So I, um, I like Gonzaga at minus 25 and a half here. I mean, they're the best team in the nation right now. So actually, I agree with you on this pick. I, wow. Are you putting it on your card? It, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is a pick on my card that I, wow. I, when I did research 20 minutes ago, I was like, I'm a big Zags guy. So <laughs> I, I actually do have this written down in my notebook. Fully prepared. Glad to hear it. I had to get my hair cut. It was a busy day. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. Um, absolutely unreal. Mark, are you, you got anything in college basketball? Uh, I do. I, I got a quick one. It's just a quick heart pick here. Uh, I'm going to throw Temple on my card at home. Shocker. Uh, plus two and a half uh, versus UCF. Uh, I don't know. I think they both teams stink, and I want Temple to win the game. So I'm going to put my money on it. It's at noon tomorrow, so great, perfect lunchtime game for me to watch. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So, actually, Mark called me out before this show while we were talking and said, don't pick games while you're um, while we're recording. I'm picking Central Florida at minus two and a half. I'm putting him on my card to immediately go against him because that I want the rivalry in this. So you okay. put UCF on my board. Great, love it. Let's go. 
another game for one of us to lose. I mean, you guys are out of control. <laughs> going ahead. That match is going to pick everything he sees. He's like, oh, Mark has this. I'm going to take this uh, with Slovak. <laughs> just wait until Matt's surprise pick later. Just wait. Uh, listen, we're going to get to that here rather quickly. <laughs> for me, the first game that I looked at, we're going deep into the night in the Pac-12. We're going to my former hometown, Corvallis, Oregon. The Oregon State Beavers are plus six and a half currently against the Arizona Wildcats. Arizona, nowhere near as good as they've been. The Beavs are, they're not, they're not that bad. They've been, they, they, they've been better, but uh, they've been hanging in games. They've been playing well. It's actually, huh, even better. Look at that. Some luck to me as I, as I sit here and look at Bovada. I see that line they have, moved up for they've you. They've moved to plus seven. Shows that I researched this well before the show starts, <laughs> unlike you accuse me of. Um, so I'll take the Beavs at plus seven. I, I, there's just Wayne Tinkle. He's, he knows he knows what he's doing there as a coach. He's obviously lost some guys this past year, but uh, he's he's got the Beavs humming a little bit. Anything else from anybody before I give my second pick? Um, I just wanted to say my Pac-12 shirt came today. Big Pac-12 guy. Love the picks. Love I'll love just, to get them on the show. I'm a Pac-12 guy. Matt's an SEC guy. I'll just throw in uh, as you said for my pick. Shocker. That you're taking Oregon State. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So you, it, it's not a comment on the pick. It's just shocker yeah, that I'm just taking. Shocker, because I mean it's the same thing as me taking Temple. Shocker. Well, I'm going to shock you with one more, and we're going back to the Big Sky. We're going I, back to the big, back to I the big. I wish you sky. picked Wichita State. That would. Have been I would great. have. I, that would have been a good transition, but or no. Texas. And this not is another far. line that's actually that's actually moved uh, since I looked earlier, but the Montana State. Men's basketball team is minus eight and a half on Bovada, and I'm riding with them again. They got me a dub last week. I'm going to continue to ride them. Uh, they are they are a very very solid team, and they love to cover in the Big Sky. Plus, Portland uh, Portland State, who they're playing, is not very good. So I, I like where we're at there. So anybody else college basketball? I know it's pretty it's pretty uh, pretty light this this week. So no, nothing else. I just think it's funny you're going back. You, you love the big sky, Will. Just back to the well. You got to just <laughs> keep going back it. to the well. He did. Listen. You want to know. Everybody, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Let him, let him get the next time traction. two food te- type teams go up against each other, we know Matt's going to bet on it. So it's a good thing. Want to know. Well, actually, speaking of blind squirrels finding a nut, the, the first ever golf pick is being brought to our attention, and that is uh, – I'm going to let you take the floor, Matt, and, and I want to hear where your head's at in golf. So it's the Sony Open this, uh, this coming weekend in Hawaii, one of the 50 states, Mike. <laughs> and um, I just really like uh, – people think – when I mentioned that I had a golf pick – this group here thought that, oh, Matt's got another joke. He's going to try to do something funny. I've done the research. I think at plus 250, Webb Simpson will have a top five finish. He won the Waste Management Open this year. He won the RBC Heritage. He's finished in the top five le- the last two times at this same tournament. I think that he, at plus 250, the value there for Webb Simpson is just it's good value and I think it'll win. And I don't know much about Webb besides these few articles I read, but I think it's a good bet for the weekend. 
right, well, I that, told you. I told you. Let's go. That changes. That, that changes everything. I thought you were going to pick the winner because Webb Simpson. Well, you are square. Is the favorite, but he's like plus twelve hundred. I was. I was but, confused. Uh, this is a value pick. Plus two. This is a value. It's a good value pick. Five. Not not many people know me for my value, and I'm pretty valuable. <laughs> Uh, I, I wish I could pick against this pick, but I, like, how, how do I do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to go research the Red Sony Simpson to not make the top five. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think that's an option. No, I, I, I'm trying. I'm looking so hard for it right now, but it's not there. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not there. What, for a, me to add what, a decision, what a decision to bring golf into the world with a top five pick for next week. Just... Flat out astonishing, if you ask me. Well, the texts uh, were flying, and Greg's like, I have 15 picks this weekend. That's what like, I said. And I was like, I got two, and they're both NFL. Like, I got, I almost picked a League of Legends game. I don't even know what's, like, some video game. I don't even know what's happening. On it this. is an electric video game to watch. I don't know what's going on in it, though. <laughs> Stay away from video games. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you start watching video games. You're yelling about the ATC. And the DMR, and, and we're watching too much Warzone. Oh, Lodi's. Yeah, yeah. You start talking like the guys on Twitch. I'm just out on that. I can't do it. Um, the blue dot? I'm out on the blue dot. We're out on the blue dot. Listen, listen, as much as we all love Warzone, I'm out on the blue dot. I can't do it. Um, just ridiculous. A ridiculous turn of events here that golf led to Warzone, led to the blue dot. And that seems Lodi. sus, dude. It seems sus. Well, you actually sus, man. I nobody in nobody in the real world has ever said the word sus. I'm I'm good on that. Um, I don't know. It's a pretty popular term with the, very, the young actually, kids nowadays. Oh, you wouldn't know. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah, why yeah, he never played Among Us. Play Among yeah. Us. Yeah. Who would ever? Who would ever waste their time with the worst game ever? You but still that's play fine. Clue. That's what it is. It's that's you're still playing Clue because. <laughs> I don't so I dominate Greg Clue. Doesn't know what, know Greg doesn't know the Among Us technology where you can play online with people, so he's playing Clue on the board game. That's oh, dude, you have a Discord server? <laughs> like, you guys are clowns. This has is, this is, this is gone off the rails probably worse than any of our shows have done so far, which is hilarious. But um, right, nobody else has anything else in golf because that would be ridiculous. And I guess we'll, we'll just get into... The NBA, not a, not a ton of lines up yet in the NBA. So this is probably one of the shorter segments here. Um, but Mark, I will go Mark. Mark, what do you like in the NBA? Uh, so I'm going to start with a team that broke my heart again. Uh, and I promise you, this is going to be the last time I pick them if they lose this game when do not cover. Um, I'm picking the Nuggets minus five at home against the Warriors. I, Warriors are just Steph right now, and a lot of teams are just playing the box and one against them. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just hoping the Nuggets cover here, and if not, I'll, I'll just take them off my board for the rest of the season, probably. Keep them on your board because the Warriors plus five were my pick on Bovada. Absolutely, 100%. I love the Warriors. I love the Steph stuff. I know they lost to the Pacers last night, but... Um, if Steph gets hot, he can carry them. It's just the way it is. And the Nuggets have been super disappointing. I was watching NBA TV last night, uh, Lakers and whoever, and they asked Chris Webber who his Western Conference teams were. He had the, he had the Nuggets in the play-in bracket, not even in the top seven or top six, whatever the, it is, or I guess top seven, not even in the play-in bracket were the Nuggets. So they are they are having a rough go of it early on. 
it is a little early to say to go that far. Uh, it's but, also Chris Weber. Yeah, it is Chris Weber. <laughs> he called timeout when they didn't have any. Uh, but yeah, they. Uh, I, I don't know. I like the Nuggets in this spot here. We'll see what happens. I like the head-to-head. It screwed me last week. Hopefully, I can get a win back off you this week. I hope not, Mike. Uh, do you want me for this game or or for whatever my, uh, NBA game you well, have? Nah, uh, the Pacers were were free last night. That's all I know. Steph overrated. All right, I'll move on. Terrible take. Overrated. Terrible take. Russell Westbrook's a better basketball player in a vacuum. That's the dump. That's in awful. In a vacuum. What does that even they mean? They don't play basketball in vacuums. Russell Westbrook as a basketball player is better. Steph Curry fits into a better team or fits better in a team. Westbrook won a championship without Durant. He won 70. No, that, 70 he, Steph Curry. Curry. He said it wrong. He said it wrong, well, but yeah. I know. He, he also had that. Draymond and, and Clay Thompson. I meant Steph Curry. Oh, dude, okay. Get out here with Draymond. Draymond please. Stinks, dude. You want to talk about a position or a, um, a, a helper player? That's Draymond Green to a T. That guy is just – no. He, Iguodala is more important to a team than Draymond That's Green. That's incorrect. On any other team, Draymond Green is nowhere near as effective as he is with that team that that spreads the court for him. He's he's the absolute quintessential role player on a team like those championship Warriors. I mean, it's a terrible take. Absolutely. I don't think he's all NBA, all-star, or whatever he was on any other team uh, without those players. I agree. Robert 100%. Covington is better than Draymond Green. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and I would never say that in a million years. Robert Covington is better than Draymond Green. And I hate Covington. I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily believe but that. But for my vacuum take, as an overall basketball player, Russell Westbrook is better than Steph Curry as an overall basketball player. That doesn't mean anything. Russell Westbrook hasn't – he made it to the finals See, one. You're just basing, I'm basing it on their skill level as okay. basketball players. Well, I'm not basing it off their accuracy. How about skills? <laughs> that was just my initial M- comment. How about NBA success? Like, what are we talking about here? All, Steph Curry is one of the I'm most saying. prolific three-point shooters in no NBA. No one's saying he isn't. No one's saying he isn't. My whole, it all started off on an argument where I was just saying who could carry a team more. Steph. And it's not Russ. Russ. It's not, it's not Russ. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Russ isn't even the best player in his team. Steph Curry had the big injury last year because just shut the year down because he couldn't carry that team. Or did, they, did they keep him out mm. specifically as the Warriors? And they stink again this year. Dude, they, they all, how's Russ doing? They, they lost the player. Russ is his triple doubles. If you put if you put Steph in that team that Russ when he won his MVP and they were like the six seed. They aren't higher than they. They don't finish higher than they probably don't even make the playoffs. It's. I'm just baffled by this. I mean, I am too. Her. Listen, I appreciate. Go ahead, Matt. Tell no, him. I was gonna make a Hoover vacuum joke. Go ahead, you go. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate. I appreciate Russ's ability. Russ's ability is undeniable. He's one of the most talented players in the NBA. I mean, you don't average a triple double for three seasons without that, but. I mean, just no. Can, there's more to basketball than just shooting the basketball. There's more to basketball than triple doubles when you don't yeah. even make it to the Western Conference Finals. Like, I, it's uh. – You're basing you're, – like, you're, you're missing my argument. That dude no, no, stats. You are missing my argument. Literally, I haven't mentioned stats yet. Russ played with MVP KD and couldn't get to the finals. He lost to Steph's team and blew a 3-1 lead. What are you talking about? still isn't my argument. 
<laughs> still What's isn't my argument. One on one, Russ with improv. Yeah, I said in a, that's what I said in a vacuum. That's all I said in a vacuum. What is that as a basketball matter, player? Then? I'm just. Oh my! I, I'm saying as just an individual basketball player, one's better. So you're than saying other. you one would fits pick into a team better. You're starting a team. team. You're starting a team right now. Depends you're, how you're 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 choice. Depends All right, well, you your build. choice. You have Russ or Steph. Who are you picking? Depends how you build around them. I'm asking you. That's not the question. The question is where yes, you start. Because the answer is Steph, a hundred percent, every You're single opinion, time. Man. I'm asking you, and you can't say Russ one hundred percent. So yeah. I, we'll just leave it at that. In a vacuum, one fits. Howard. One fits a, with one fits better with teams. If well, you get basketball is a team it. sport. The last time I checked, and that's what I said. I did. I haven't made the argument against that yet. <laughs> I haven't. I don't so know what else. Right, right, right. You guys are bringing up accolades and stuff. If you're talking about who's a better basketball player, then. All they said you, was you're talking about who played better other. with a team, right? Like no, that's where you're no, playing. No. This is turning into <laughs> this is turning into the group text. We need to. <laughs> we have so many picks. What uh, is yeah, we like, have to run through some more picks. Pick. I have another NBA. Pick. I have Blazers. <laughs> Blazers minus one and a half. Kamara. I also have Blazers minus one and a half. <laughs> All right, I'm glad we come together now. I don't know Oladipo. Don't know if Levert's playing. Let's go. Everybody's on Blazers minus one and a half. Just, oh fuck! <laughs> I'm not on it. I'm just saying you two. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I mean, listen, I'm all for heated debate about Russ versus Steph. It just, it just, to me, it's not a, it's not a question. You want to talk about pure basketball ability? Is that what we're doing? We're talking about yes, athletic? that's what I said. How about basketball success? Because Russ has been on, yes, Russ has been on Steph teams with all of favors, hasn't won anything. Yes, and Steph has. That, that wasn't what I originally said that you guys have turned it into. All right. Like, are, you're talking, like, DNA-wise. I don't, I don't know what the hell your argument is. I don't I'm know what you're Basketball, I'm just saying, Russ has more to his game and plays both more defense and everything, while Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. No one's disparaging that. But there's more to a game than just I'm shooting. you at this point. <laughs> just an unreal, an unreal move. I'm glad we got the Blazers picking and yeah, still we... are arguing about this. <laughs> Thank God. All right. Well, let's move on to something we probably aren't going to argue about, and that's the the return of the NHL. Uh, the NHL started back up tonight as we were as we're taping this. Actually, the first game of the season ended with a Flyers victory. Thank you very much. Uh, Cup is on. Cup is on. I mean, the cup's on. Like, we can all just quick a quick flyer session. The cup's on. The cup's so on. Very. It's the most on. It's the absolute most on. It's, um, it's, it's, we're a good team. We got good scorers. We got good skaters. <laughs> Actually, before we even get into that, we didn't even talk in the NBA section about oh, yeah. the big trade today in the NBA. Oh, wow, I, yeah. We'll keep it a little bit brief, but... Uh, you have James Harden going to the Nets finally and getting that mixed in with uh, the, the Rockets getting like eight different first round picks back. Uh, you have the Cavs involved for some reason. Just just an insane, an insane trade. Yeah. Mike, uh, thoughts, I, guess. I think the Rockets got an absolute haul. Yeah, for sure. Eight picks, eight first round picks for a uh, clearly doesn't care James Harden. Yeah, it's great. Got the same the same body shape as me. Fruit, but okay. I didn't know we were going body shaming in this no, situation. I said body shape as me. Where did I body shape? You have a terrible body. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's rude to Harden. What are we talking about? Achilles. I got hurt. I got hurt. I can blame the injury. All right, I'll but give I you that. This lazy. All right. But anyways, no, but I I'm happy the Sixers didn't give up that much. 
for for it to be honest with you. Yeah, except we drug our superstars name through the mud for months. I'm yeah. gonna right, oh, Greg. Stealing <laughs> my text messages to tweet out. It it is a classic leg tactic. He's been doing it to me for months, if not years, and I I just need to stop texting things that can somehow go on Twitter because every single time I go on, he tweets what I text. I send a text message, and then like twenty minutes later, I'm scrolling Twitter looking at reactions, and I see <laughs> literally verbatim like he copy and pasted my text message onto Twitter. Uh, what a move! Speaking of Twitter. All of our picks are always online on Twitter, but at Better's Delight, we always like we like never mention that, but we should mention it now just to be just to be clear. Um, if you want to look at the picks, <laughs> definitely rough to have all of last week's picks out there, but wasn't great. They were up there. Wasn't great. All right, so that's James Harden. He's going to be a Brooklyn Net. Kyrie Irving sitting out for the year or, or something. I have no idea, um, but that that's neither here nor there. Let's let's take a look at the uh, the I guess the the second night of the NHL's sort of opening week. Uh, Mark, do you have anything here? I do. I do. I actually, I'm going to start in New York and I'm going with the Islanders uh, money line minus 115 against the Rangers. Uh, I just think they're a better team. Um, I mean, Lafreniere is going to look, looks like he's going to be a stud, but uh, you know, Matt Barzell, uh, the whole core is there for the Islanders. They looked good in the bubble last year. Uh, so I think, they're a little bit. Uh, they're technically the dog on the puck line as well, um, but favorite on the on the uh, money line. So I'm going to take them at minus one fifteen here. So this has actually moved since uh, since I went and put this on my card too. Uh, Bovada had them at at minus one hundred five, and now it's one fifteen. I just think the Islanders are the better team. Who knows what's going on in the goal for the Rangers? Um, like you mentioned, the Islanders' core is pretty much all back. Uh, I don't I don't see anything here that tells me outside of obviously like you said Alexis Lafreniere uh, and obviously Capo Caco from from last year's draft the number two overall pick uh, is still there but I, I just to me the Islanders are the much better squad and to get them this this cheap makes makes the most sense here yeah I think it's just that that first game uh, making it such a such a low line um, but yeah I'll take the talent here for sure. Or- or it's just complete bias because the Islanders knocked the Flyers out of the playoffs, and I just want to pretend that they're still good. And that's, yeah, that's, why, that's why I love this because I had it on my card. Rangers minus 105 money line. I love this. I'm so happy because the only reason you guys are picking the Islanders is because they knocked the Flyers out of the playoffs, and the Rangers don't have good publicity coming into this year. No one thinks they're going to do anything. I love the Rangers in this spot. Rangers are not naming a captain yet this season. So that makes me think that they're an underdog. They're all playing as one. Everyone's just accepting an A. I love the Rangers money line 105. That is on my card. That is deep knowledge. To know that they it is. To know- it might also represent that they have no leader and no direction. So Okay. That doesn't could, happen in hockey. That That's not the same thing. Hockey's different, man. When no one accepts the C, it's like if you guys watch The Office. So Jim doesn't want to be the boss because he thinks they can all coexist as one in the office without a boss and everyone's doing really well. Then Dwight becomes the boss and he takes over and then everything goes to crap. It's a very sports in the office go hand in hand. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, mean, you're sure. right, you're wrong. There was a lot of gifts of uh, chaos tweeted today when that James Harden trade bomb dropped today. 
How many how many office tweets? How many is how many it's happening tweets of like <laughs> running out of the building happened? A million. <laughs> Talk about an overused GIF, but I'll take it. Um yeah, so that is yeah, I, I like that we have some head to heads early on in this. I just love that the NHL's back. Hockey's like the best sport. I know people who listen to, to your wrong uh hear me and Chris barely talk hockey, but but whenever it comes up it's always me yelling at him about how uh how much fun hockey is and, and it's just great to have it back and, and ready to roll. I love the the series ideas that they're basically doing where you're playing games back to back against the same team. Uh hopefully that helps with the spread of COVID. Obviously rough start for the Dallas stars when 17 of their players have COVID and they're pushing everything back at least the minimum of a week. Um, but it's, it, it's just good that hockey's back. Anybody else have anything else in the NHL? Um, I actually do. Ah, yeah. Uh, Dude. I'm going to go game out West in Los Angeles. Uh, it's Minnesota wild or minus one thirty. Wow. I'm a big Zach Parise guy. I did a little research to say, nah, the, the Kings are bringing back a lot more of the same people, so they might have m- better camaraderie, but uh, the Wild are still the better team, still more talented, so uh, I like the value of minus 130 for the Wild. Okay, Go I wild. like that. The, King, the Kings have not been, have not been good yeah. uh, for a while now, so to get, to get somebody uh, at Bovada – that close to, to in a game with, that involves the Kings. I think that's a, a very early season situation where we're not really sure. So that's a good pick. It's a good pick. Yeah. Well, they did lose their, they lost their goaltender. I'm not sure if he traded away or if he didn't sign, but they, they did bring in Cam Talbot. Who's not a, who's definitely not a bad option in net for them for at least for this first game. So I like them. No, for sure. For sure. Talbot's an NHL guy for a long time. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that's a bad bad thing at all yep all right uh anything else anybody else yeah, got gonna, anything? i'm oh. gonna sneak another uh, nhl pick in yeah, here quickly i'm gonna go it. to the uh north division uh i'm not actually are they playing in canada i'm not even sure i know that was a thing it's like all doing. canada all the teams in canada are in like their own division Right, right. But are they playing in canada i don't remember they i remember that was a thing where canada wasn't gonna let them play we can in find canada out what- what game are you looking at? I'm looking at Edmonton minus 125 money line against the Canucks. Uh, Vancouver's two and six in the last eight in Edmonton. Uh, just give me McDavid and Drysital. I think that team's gonna just win that first game against Vancouver or second game, I guess, because today's the yeah. Because they, yeah, they open up tonight with them as well. Yeah. So yeah, the, I'm gonna take them again though. The Oilers. You said they were what minus 120. Yeah, I had a minus 125, actually. 125. Yeah, I mean, the problem with the Oilers is, is they can never figure it out. Speaking of Cam Talbot, I'm pretty sure he was their goalie at one point yeah. there, too. Yeah. And they, they just never seem to be able to put it all together, despite all the offensive firepower. McDavid's like one of the best players in the league, if not the best player. Dreisaitl's right up there in the top ten, five or ten. Uh, I mean, the dude just piles on points, but they just can't. They can't seem to get it together. Yet, they're always a team that I'm going to bet on, like, every single night. If I ever see them plus money, you can almost guarantee I'm locking it in on the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, I'm almost tempted to sprinkle a little bit on the uh, on the puck line at plus 220 as well. Uh, but, you know, hockey is. There's always that chance for the late goal or the empty net goal to, to win or lose that puck line bet. But, the, the, uh, worst, 
the worst feeling in all of hockey betting is having the puck line, and then all of a sudden they have the open net for like 95 seconds, and you're like, this is a cakewalk. No shot I'm losing this. And inevitably, there's like they 13 don't even get close. No, yeah, there's like 13 seconds left. It's like up against the boards. Some guy's standing on the puck, and you're just staring blankly at your TV screen. Like, what, what happened here? Yeah, and that's the reason why I won't make this an official pick. I'll, <laughs> I'll stay away from puck lines on the official picks and just kind of sprinkle some stuff in there, maybe, uh, you know, half a unit or a quarter unit, something small like that. Uh, I don't I don't hate it. So I, I have one more in the NHL, too, and this is I think this will be the first underdog in the NHL. Uh, tomorrow night, the Buffalo Sabres head or are home for the Washington Capitals, and Bovada has them at plus 115, so moderate underdogs, but I love the Buffalo Sabres in this spot. I think the Sabres are going to surprise people this year. Obviously, I love Jack Eichel, uh, but I think that team is in the process of turning it around, and sometimes cities just have that group success, right? Like, you have... The, the Rays making the World Series, the Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, and now you have the Bucks who are barreling their way towards a potential Super Bowl appearance. And the, to me, the Bills, the, the, the Bills' momentum is going to lift the Sabres here. I like them. I think that Capitals are old. They don't have a real goaltending situation with Holtby leaving. And uh, obviously they signed Henrik Lundqvist, but he's out for the year with a heart issue. So I, I love the, the upset spot here for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, that line was moving back and forth. I was I was looking at that game earlier, uh, and it kept moving back and forth. That Washington was favored at like 130, 135, 130, 135. So there's something going on there with that. So maybe the books uh, believe in you, believe in the Sabers. I sure I sure hope so. And I mean, it's just gonna be the thing. But like, Ovechkin's not going anywhere, at least not yet. And that team still has a decent amount of talent. But the goaltending is gonna be where their issue is all year. So I'm willing to take. I'm willing to roll the dice. Uh, all right. So before we head into to the next the next topic, anybody else NHL tomorrow night? Not I. Nope. All right. Sounds like we're good. So now we'll head to a, a finally returning and and very much welcomed UFC kicking off their 2021 slate. Uh, obviously, they've been out since what the week before Christmas, Mike. Yep, yep. I've had a few just sad Saturdays with nothing to nothing to watch at the end. No no UFC violence to watch on my Saturday, so I'm very, very excited. Yeah, but that yeah. you've been living that since college though, man. That's not new. You've had <laughs> sad Saturdays for your entire life. <laughs> that, is, that means just that, that, that mean? kind of mean. <laughs> gonna be that's, I'm gonna that's Man, all right. <laughs> all right, well, what a comeback. Solid like, ah. model. Got him. Yeah, you definitely took care of it. Um, well, the UFC, it, it's funny, in, in this particular iteration, we're going to end up seeing two cards for the UFC before our next episode. We have Saturday night's card, and then we have next Wednesday night, a rare Wednesday night card from the UFC, both live from Fight Island. They have three, three cards in, in seven days, so there's – a ton of combat sport action, which is which is great. Mike, what what, what do you see first in, in the return of the UFC here? Let's start. We'll do we'll do the Saturday fights first, then we'll move to Wednesday. Okay, yeah, and actually, uh, the, those fights for Wednesday, I, I don't think it's Wednesday night. I think they actually start at twelve on Wednesday. So you got midday violence. Mm. Yeah, it looks like they uh, it, it's at seven a.m. on Bavada, so that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's 7 a.m. local zone. time. Yes, I remember. I remember. That's why time zones. Remember, we learned they're tough. 
but time zones are tough. They that is a hundred percent true. Let's take a look. Let's okay. actually let's. Yeah, I can go. I got like a breakfast sandwich. Wait, give us a pick. I'm gonna find the exact time of these. Okay. As, uh, go. Yeah. Well, I got uh, I got four. I got two on the the card on Saturday and two for Wednesday. But I'll start with one. one I know. I know. I know. But uh, all right. So Phil Halls. He's at minus one thirty-five. He's a contender series guy. He got his he he knocked the guy out there. He got his first chance in the UFC at Fight Island at UFC two fifty-four, the Khabib one, and he knocked the guy out in eighteen seconds. He's he, I think he's got that power in his hand. He's got, he's given up some reach, but he's got a really good counter right against against the guy he's fighting in, and he's also nicknamed Megatron. So. I really yep, like and that. And that is actually the <laughs> yep. reason. That yep. is actually the reason that I took Nasserdine, the Russian sniper, oh. Imovov. Oh my God. <laughs> he's also nine and two. And I think that he's he's only 25 years old. Phil Hawes is in his 30s. He's old like Greg. He does not have <laughs> it. And I hate there is one Megatron. And that is like that everyone knows that that's a sports fan. You cannot take other people's nicknames. He will not win this fight. His career is over after after this. The Russian sniper takes this down plus one hundred and five. Might I say? I love I love the Russian sniper in this fight. I cannot believe that we are both on Imovov here. I am also on Imovov, and I hate that he's Megatron because Megatron always loses. In Transformers, so <laughs> here we go. Russian sniper, me and you, Matt. I love it. Just out of the blue, had no clue. I also wrote that he was twenty-five, facing the old thirty, friggin' Megatron. This is perfect. You took all my talking points, so let's just move on. <laughs> I mean, uh, just, just an, I, I picture both of you sitting there, staring at Bavada and being like, "All right, I'm gonna take everybody's nickname. We're gonna put it all in here." <laughs> Megatron, bang! I'm in. Oh no, Megatron always loses. Let me get the Russian sniper, and that's how I'm gonna do it. I come in here with some actual knowledge of previous fights and different things, and they just go, "Well, the nickname." Listen, I looked at these fights earlier, and this fight had Imovov at plus one twenty five earlier. I was doing some research, and then when it dropped to plus one hundred five, I was like, "They know something." I'm gonna take that plus money while I still can. Plus one hundred five, book it on the card. One of us is getting a win. I like that we're doing that this week, by the way. We're guaranteeing somebody's getting a win in a lot of these matchups. There is, there is definitely a lot of head-to-heads. I, I was watching a bunch of Imovov YouTube videos. He looks strong. He looks good. Then I ended up somehow watching Vine, epi- uh, a bunch of Vine compilations. So I forgot even what I was watching. And then I just still think that Imovov's going to win this fight. Okay, I'll just suggested it. videos on YouTube's really throw you off track. Okay, here you there. <laughs> for me, well, I'm I'm glad we're going head to head with this stuff. For me, the first the first pick for Saturday night in the UFC, uh, I'm gonna have to go. I just there's just something here in the air. I love I love uh, Wu Yanan uh, minus 120. It's just it's it's the play she's taking on Jocelyn Edwards Laboriel. I, I mean, the, the the female fighters from China are machines in most cases. I love it. Um, you're, you're getting somebody in their UFC debut. Obviously, it's Fight Island. I don't know if there's going to be fans. Nothing's been determined. But regardless, it's a UFC debut. 
I, I love the veteran, even though she's one and two in the UFC. I got to take her in this spot. Well, perfect because I'm on the other side. I mean, this is this is <laughs> this is perfect. People are gonna think that we actually like Just talk about it, this, yeah. but. Uh, okay, give, yeah, give we me your. We definitely didn't do that. <laughs> give, give me your. Give me your reasoning behind this Um. Well, Edwards, she's got a lot of power on her feet. To watch the little little different amateur fights by her, she's got a lot of power on her feet. Now, if uh, if Yannin takes her down, could be a little bit of an issue. But I think I think we're going on our feet. I think they're both kind of bruisers, though. They'll stand up. I think it'll be a very good fight. But uh, yeah, no, I just think we got some more power in our hands. I wouldn't say a knockout, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I'm tired of these knockout bets that I constantly lose. That you and your <laughs> friends are like, I don't know, man. I really like him by I really like him by TKO. It's definitely the way to go. And then and it goes three rounds, and they go, I just can't believe it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. How did that? How did that stiff jab not knock somebody out? That <laughs> <laughs> does it does happen a little bit too often, but you know. You know, but when you, when you hit one, they got good value. Okay, I guess. Uh, Mark, anything else for Saturday's UFC card? No, I'm I'm done with the UFC for now. Matt, anything else Saturday's UFC? Not Saturday. I have um, lunchtime bets on Wednesday. All right, though. Mike, you gave your last Saturday pick, yep. right? Yep. So I'll give I'll give my final Saturday pick, and it's in the main event, and it's Calvin Cater versus Max Holloway. Some would say. Some would say that being the old guy, and even though Max Holloway's not that old, that I'd go Max Holloway, but I love Calvin Cater plus 135 on Bovada. I think that this is prime value. Holloway's lost three of his last four. I know the Volkanovsky decision was close, the last one. Mike, me and you had Holloway in that fight. Yeah. I know we, we dispute the decision there, and I don't think Volkanovsky did enough to win, mm-hmm. but Cater's been, a, been an absolute beast. The dude, the dude has been an absolute beast lately, and I think uh, I think he has what it what it takes to to take Holloway out here. I definitely like the value for the Cater pick. That man, he throws anvils, but how you know Holloway can take it? You know he can take the punches. I think it's going to last long. He's got the endurance. I don't know. I do like the value for Cater, but I think it's going to be a really good fight, a really good main event. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's six and two in the UFC. He's fought some pretty heavy hitters. Yeah, I, I, I can't like it anymore. I've, you are right. Holloway can take punches, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I just love Cater in this spot. No, I definitely, I definitely love that value for sure. All right, uh, Matt, kick us to Wednesday night, and, or I guess Wednesday mid afternoon. Um, uh, what's your Wednesday night? Or Wednesday, gosh, Wednesday afternoon pick in the UFC. <laughs> Wednesday afternoon pick is Tom Breeze from England. This game, this fight was already pushed back due to COVID from Saturday. Um, I just like Tom. I like Breeze. I think he's. Uh, I think he looks good. That's that's my pick. I hate the fact that I looked at this and I was like, yeah, Tom Breeze sounds good. I I, I know him from you know he's been in the UFC for a little bit now, and now you're just like, I like Tom. I like Breeze. I'm just gonna take him. It's fine. It's a two-on-one fight, right? It's not two different people. No, but Tom Brady is playing Drew Brees this weekend, so that's why I also think that he has a good shot. Just that's a little bit of a, a nameology there. So I think uh, I'd really like this pick. Perfect. Well, I'm, gl- I'm 
glad you have that. I do like it. I that I don't think the Amari Akmedov that he's fighting is that good. He lost a Wiseman decision last time. I just don't think he's that good. And I do like the nameology you went with. <laughs> why, I'm a big why, nameology why is, guy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that was the most fun fact that we've had on this show. Was the Tom Brees <laughs> nameology. I thought we were gonna get through this episode without having a fun fact, and you ruined it. I that, that was the fun either. fact. That was a great fun fact. Now I'm, I'm giving cooking one up. Now I'm cooking one up in my head for like ten minutes. No, no, no. Now, now you will ruin it. <laughs> I'm very close to having a fun factless free episode. <laughs> Wednesday night or Wednesday mid afternoon. Wednesday early morning brunch UFC. Um. Yeah, I got uh, Tyson Nam minus one thirty. Again, I, I'm going a lot with the people that are better strikers. Uh, he's also better on his feet. If he can keep it up, now he's old, but if he can keep it up from off the feet, I mean from on the ground, then he has a big chance of knocking him out. He's had, he had a couple knockouts in this past year, but I really like his chances against uh, this older guy, Matt Schnell, or younger guy than him. But. Yeah, I love that pick. I don't think Schnell's very good. No. Um, it's to, to me, I think that's the the way to go. Um, for, for me, the next pick, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of plus plus money here and it may just be wishful thinking, but it's a former ultimate fighter winner. I believe Worley Alves plus plus one seventy against Munir Lazez. Mike thoughts. Um, hold on. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, those are some names that I've, that I've never heard before. <laughs> Completely incorrect. One of your boys is pushing the Lazez train uh, again. As as I stated in, in the group text, Warley Alves units all day, every day. The dude, uh, he may he may be a little bit older. He's only thirty though, so it's not actually that bad. Um, that but the bad. guy, the guy can absolutely, you know, he can throw pretty stiff hands. He has six submissions, okay. three knockouts. I love Warley Alves in this spot. Uh, I, I don't see. I don't see how getting plus money like this is a bad thing. Now I see. Okay, I needed to just do a little quick name lookup. But, yeah, Alves has been there for a while. He's fought some of the best in the division in Covington, Usman. He actually beat Covington. Yep. Now, it was about five years ago. But, you know, I'm a big resume guy. So, if you give me some plus money like that and you got a really good resume, I'm always all in on you. So There's, there's nothing better than MMA math. Yeah. At all. Mike, what's your last pick on Wednesday? Yeah, mine's actually the main event on Wednesday. Neil Magny, minus 140. Him and Chiesa, they've both been in they've been in the UFC for a very long time. They're both both 33, nearing the end of their career more. They're in the top 10. They're battling, probably trying to make a run for the end of their career. But uh, Magny's got a five-inch reach advantage, and I think he's just more of a balanced fighter. Chiesa is more of, we'll try to get you to the ground while... Magni can do it both ways. So I like if they stand on their feet, I like our chances more there. I think he's just more balanced. Uh, I also was in the main event. I also am on Neil Magni. I also think for as, as much as Chase is going to want to get the fight to the ground, Magni has a very strong ground game. Yep. He's very long. I think uh, I think it's going to be a pretty a pretty easy victory for Neil Magni, and there's a reason why he's he's favored here on Bovada. I don't I don't see anything uh, anything pointing the other way. Yep, I agree. All right, so that is the the welcome back to the UFC, and now we we head into a place where we weren't very good last week. Admittedly, the NFL was probably our biggest struggle, 
but we have the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty, boys. There's only four games left this weekend to the weekend after, and then the Super Bowl until we are uh, on to, I guess, spring college football. That's going to be a weird thing coming up, hopefully. They're just starting. Finally, the first pick ever made on the podcast may come true. The red, the red and white game. I don't know their just, colors. <laughs> we're an Incarnate Word podcast. We are not an Incarnate Word podcast. Like we're not an Ole Miss podcast. We are, um, we are an Ole Miss podcast. That's Go fine. Ahead. Matt, where do you where do you have uh, where are you starting in the NFL? I'm starting with my lock of the week at plus one forty five. The money line, Tampa Bay at New Orleans Saints. It just uh, Tom got embarrassed last time. I remember I had over five and a half touchdowns in that game. They went into the second half with only five touchdowns. I've never been more mad in my life because there was no other touchdown scored in that game. Tom didn't score one. You know he's going to come out. He's going to show out. He's not going to play as bad as he did last time. I love Tampa Bay money line in New Orleans. The, the Saints, like the Bears stunk last week. But so did the Saints. Like, Drew Brees did not look good. Like, they really just did not look good as a football team. Uh, you know what's funny? The Bucks plus three was my lock of the week. Uh, so I'm, I'm riding with you there, and I completely agree with you. Uh, the, the Bears really had a chance. The, the Saints were not overly assertive to try and win that game. They did not look good. If the Bears had any sort of competence... Uh, going like in that there was there was just nothing going on for the Bears if they knew how to call any type of play if their receivers weren't punching people and getting ejected like that was they a very or, wide open touchdowns or dropping wide open touchdowns that was a very winnable game I think the Bucks are hitting their stride this is the season that Tom Brady thrives he loves the postseason I called Brady to the Bucks over almost a year ago now at this point I, I think this is why he's here he has the weapons. It's time to shine. Brady's getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna jump in real quick here. I'm not on the Bucks, uh, so don't get too worried. But I am on the over 52 in this game, uh, for all reasons stated previously. Uh, the Saints obviously can score some points. I think the Bucks will score more points than they did the last time out. It was what 38 to three. So I think the over 52 is something that I am adding to my card here. I don't hate it. Mike, any thoughts on Saints Bucks? Yeah, the Bucks were also on my card. So Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> At plus love three. It. Love it. Love so, that I'm not on this. So yeah. T- so I wanted to join in on the fun. But, uh, dear Tampa Bay fans, we <laughs> apologize. That's not good. Uh, all right. Well payback for what you did to the vet. <laughs> I guess, yeah. This is our this is our time to get back at you for Ruining the vet and then desecrating the opening of Lincoln Financial Field, all in all in a span of nine months. Yeah. Um. <laughs> also, I just wanted to mention that the for because we were talking about the Saints Bears game, the Nickelodeon, uh, oh, the Nickelodeon thing was electric. The slime the cam, the slime, slime, yeah, the slime cam in the end zone was great. I will. And the comparisons and, then, and stuff. Nothing will beat at the end of that game when I had. Um, Jimmy Graham over 20.5 receiving yards, and he had zero catches going into that last drive, caught it one-handed, for oh, and then had 25 yards for a touchdown and then ran away, and he'll never be seen in Chicago ever again because I, I think he was <laughs> mad. I think he was upset with that game, barely played. They had that young rookie tight end there, 
I'm also making Cold up this storyline, so it's just it's because I'm mad that he didn't have over two and a half catches. But well, there's about 55 curse texts, and then you get a one-handed catch at the buzzer to to overrule the curse text. It was impressive. It was impressive. It didn't. Unfortunately, the the weird rule in the NFL that nobody knew about until right now, or until that happened, where they didn't have to kick the extra point because it was irrelevant to the final score of the game. Uh, but it was not irrelevant to the spread of the game. So uh, a little disappointing for some people uh, who had the Bears at different at different numbers. Yeah, would have loved that backdoor little uh, push there. Well, the backdoor never. Backdoor never happens for us. That's the way it works. It's constantly locked for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm slamming into it, just uh, speeding headfirst, trying to make it home for dinner in time for dinner. And I just run headfirst into the locked backdoor every single time. I I keep seeing it happen. So I know it can. I know it can, but it it exists. (laughs) It's just not in our world. Yeah, exactly. All right, Mike, since you were on the Bucks, do you have anything else in the NFL? Yeah, my lock of the week. I got to make sure it didn't switch. But it's the Packers. Packers to cover. And we got them at minus six and a half. Uh, it's the first game on Saturday. Obviously, I mean, Goff came in. But the Seahawks looked like one of the worst teams ever last week. I think that Aaron Rodgers is just going to put put the points on them. Aaron Donalds didn't practice today. Still kind of hurt. So, yeah, Packers minus six and a half. So that actually moved on Bavada. When I first looked earlier today, it was at seven. So it's actually gone down oh, really? a little bit. I love, Interesting. This. I love this, boys. We're we're guaranteeing wins on this podcast because I'm locking in as my lock of the week the Rams to cover the six and a half in this game. Uh, I I think it's going to be a competitive game. Uh, Acres looks good, and when I first looked at it, I immediately thought, easy Packers are going to run away with it. That's that's my mind being stupid, and the lines are telling me to go with the Rams. Do you think the Rams are going to win this game, Mike? No, but okay. plus six and a half. Okay. I know how lines work. Well, I'm just, I was asking. Just asking. This is episode Rude. six. I'm a pro now. Come on. Well, I'm asking because you picked last week, you picked the Packers to win the uh, Super Bowl. So I was just wondering. Truth. I was just going to try to catch you a little uh, – Hypocritical uh, mix up here, but I well, we setting traps for each other. What is <laughs> trap? Setting traps. I mean, deer hunting. We, we keep traps. receipts. We keep receipts around here. Let's not forget. <laughs> it's Mark. So, <laughs> <laughs> Matt, anything else in the NFL? Uh, yes. Over in the Chiefs Browns game at over fifty seven. Um, I just think they're going to score a thousand points in that game. I think uh, the Chiefs are going to come out, ball out. This is a personal game for Kareem Hunt, so you know he's going to be running hard. I, I just think there's not going to be a lot of defense played in that game. So I love over 57. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. But I think there's a little bit of recency bias with how badly the Browns demolished the Steelers. Remember, they scored a lot of those points very quickly. Like there was costly turnovers on the Steelers' side of the field. The first play of the game was a touchdown. The Browns are a methodical scoring team outside of that game and the game where they boat raced, I think, the Dolphins or the Titans. No, the Titans, mm-hmm. where they absolutely boat raced them. The Browns typically keep it a little bit low scoring, so I, I'm a little concerned. But I'm here for the over. Give me the points. I love it, but uh, I'm a little worried about that. I mean, I'd tell you to take the under, but you already have 27 picks. Right? <laughs> have speaking, of, speaking of, the Browns are plus 10 on Bovada, and that is the final pick of my card. I like the Browns in this spot. I think they can keep it close. I think the Chiefs sort of hem and haw their way through 
through this season, and, and it's time to turn it on for them, but I think it's going to take a little bit. And I think with that run game, the Browns can kind of control time of possession a little bit uh, and keep the Chiefs off the board more frequently than, than not. So I'm there for the, the Browns to cover the 10. All right. Well, uh, before we move on, I, uh, I, I forgot to mention when we were still in the Rams-Packers game, I also am on the over 45 and a half in that game. Uh, wow. Lowest, uh, lowest over under of the weekend. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but it's going to be 28 and clear in green Bay. So, uh, give me well, the over 45 and a half. I think the concern is if Goff's starting and I think everything points to that he is, he can't throw the ball as good as he normally would, which some would say isn't that great to begin with, but you know, with that injured thumb, how is it going to react in that 28 degree weather? I don't know, but McVeigh's got. Uh, I believe in McVeigh. He's uh, he's got something cooked up his sleeve to score some points. I'm sure. I mean, he certainly figured it out last week with that much he used acres and and really took advantage of that. So I definitely get it. Not a bad pick. Anybody else NFL before we get into the challenge? No. Nah. All right. So Sunday night challenge. We went over the records at the beginning. Uh, Mike, you were two and zero last week in the challenges, and you have a pretty commanding lead at five and three. Mm-hmm. Me and Matt are sitting at three and five. Mark a respectable one and seven in the challenges. So a desperate week uh, for you. But this week, the challenge game, and it's probably what many people are saying is going to be the best game of the weekend, and that is the Buffalo Bills hosting the Baltimore Ravens. The Bills are minus two and a half at Bavada. And I think that this this has the potential to be to be a real barn burner. Uh, Mark, where we'll give you the the lead here as the guy who's uh, who really needs a dub in the challenge. Well, I uh, I feel like I know where a couple picks are going based on the uh, Super Bowl picks. So I'm gonna I'm, I mean I'm going Baltimore plus two and a half. I don't know. The Bills looked beatable versus the Colts. Um, Lamar, you got that first playoff with W. He's going to continue to run against this. Uh, bottom half of the league run defense. That's really the, I don't know, the Bills' only weakness, I guess, right now. But I'm taking the Ravens and that train. That works. Matt? My pick is the Buffalo Bills at minus two and a half. I think that uh, Russ has never played in the snow before and in the elements, and there's a chance of that happening. And um, He's also uh, not playing in this game. I don't I, I, there's something you mean Lamar it's fine there's something wrong with brain. it's not working it's not working very well but yes Lamar has never played in the elements and um I uh, just uh yeah Josh Allen he's been playing in the elements his whole life so yeah I like minus two and a half Buffalo Bills Mike or do you want me to go because you're the champion you get to go last no I, I, I was gonna take the bills I can't let Matt catch me in a in a In a a hypocritical thing, like no, 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 not like that. I'm saying you can't catch me in the hypocritical thing because I chose the Bills to win the championship or to make it to the championship. So I mean, Bills minus two and a half. I guess they could. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. I got to teach you the Mark lesson, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hand out lessons every week. I mean, I'm Mister Belding, but uh, (laughs) I'm going to date a reference. (laughs) I uh, I will be hypocritical in this situation. I was not impressed with the Bills last week. I thought the Colts left opportunities on the table. I think the Ravens are rolling right now. That run, that run game is is very very solid. Uh, I, I think that they have a real shot here at pulling pulling the upset if they can shut down Diggs. 
without Zach Moss, that run game's weak. Allen's very good, but you need guys to get open. Uh, I really, really like the Ravens in this spot. I don't know if they'll necessarily win, but I think this game is super, super close, and I'll take the Ravens plus two and a half. I, I, can, I, uh, can I just say, I think if it snows, I think that's more in the Ravens' favor in a weird way. Uh, I mean, Lamar's more of a runner. Uh, you know, I just, it just makes me think of LaShawn in that snow game against the Lions and what he was able to do. Uh, you know, he, he's able to cut a little bit better. He knows where he's going. Defense usually slips a little bit. Uh, so I don't know. I, I feel like that might help uh, Lamar in his running game a little bit more if it does have enough snow just to keep the defenders slipping a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a really good game. Uh, I think I think it's probably, like I said, the marquee game of the weekend. All right, so that, that wraps up all the picks and everything, the challenges. Anybody have anything to add before we, we bounce out of here? Um, play the outro. <laughs> Every week with play the outro. Um, all right, well, outside of that, guys, uh, if wherever you listen to us, like, rate, review, five stars, subscribe to us. Uh, leave your comments. Uh, follow us on Twitter, like I mentioned before, at Better's Delight. Uh, all of our picks go up there as the weekend goes on. There's also usually random commentary between our Twitter accounts with that. Uh, so you can see uh, sort of an insight into the, the the ball breaking that happens as the week goes on. Uh, and there was certainly a lot of that this past weekend. Outside of that, uh, let's go out there and win some bets.